I'm not saying, oh my God, in that way. Dude, I just miss you, dude. I'm, tra- I'm trapped in a closet. <laughs> I'm not a sexual predator. <laughs> yeah, we've we've gone to really dark places almost instantly. Seen what? Have you seen that? That, that documentary about I have R. Not Kelly? Seen I that. haven't. It's because I just I haven't <sighs> seen the Michael Jackson one either. Oh, speaking of that, uh, I just Harvey Weinstein might have coronavirus. We're going down the checklist of oh yeah, of predators. course, dude. Uh oh, <laughs> Ted, if Ted Bundy, Bundy was well, alive. Yeah, I'm sure he'd have can COVID. Get it. Yeah, he'd, he'd have biting them asses. It, yeah. But how are you mm-hmm. doing? You so we are in day. Home. What? What? When do you? Can, I consider last Tuesday my isolation time. That's what I was. Okay. I was beginning to take this. Uh, not that I was ever taking it not seriously, but when it was to the point where like, okay, I'm gonna Clorox every handle I touch. I'm not going out. I'm not doing thing, and then. I'm kind of giving up on to, that. I am currently. This is live from Denver. I am currently in the parent mm-hmm. in uh, Amy's parents' place. I am in a closet beside the bathroom, mm. uh, reporting from the war no, zone. No, you look great. Hey, uh, yeah. What's man, the battle like, out bro? There. I have to. <laughs> I eat vegan food prepared for me, and I am with. Surrounded Ooh. with uh, in-laws, so you know it's just it's so hard coming to like a oh nice house God, surrounded dude. by nature, and and there's refrigerators and freezers uh, stockpiled. You know it's really tough. It's really tough out for me. Pr- oh, thoughts and prayers. Oh wow. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts oh, and prayers. thoughts and prayers, bro. Hey, make sure just just <laughs> when you're scared, just hang on to your flak jacket. <laughs> Hold your hel- home helmet tight. And just say the words to the Lord, man. It's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. So what is your situation? So you're in a new girl 2.0, the stage. What's your life? Yeah, Mindy, you got it's the new girl cast. Yeah, 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 2020 virus Oh, yeah. See, you're in on the the house jokes now because you've hung out with my roommates without me. (laughs) <laughs> You've been in the house a couple times. So, yeah, that's the kind of running joke in our, our house. Uh, if you remember uh, Mindy Ella Chu. Check uh, it out our in a previous interview episode. Or conversation with her. From farm to Philharmonic, I think is what it's called. But uh, she's my roommate. We've been getting really close and bonding a lot. Winton and I have, have been bonding to, a lot. you're isolated uh, there with them. You're stuck. Like, what are you yeah, do? I mean, these are the... They're the only people I see all day, every day. So it's 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 really nice. It's really nice. It's like we're a family. Uh, and the only thing that's kind of unnerving is when I go out to like do something simple, like pay my car note uh, at Bank of America, and then I go and grocery shopping. It's mm. just eerie how like few people are around. But honestly, it gives me hope because I know people are taking this relatively seriously. Way more than I thought was yeah, possible in a place like pretty LA. Quickly for, uh, on the serious scale, uh, yeah. this time around last week, yeah. I still saw people mm-hmm. traveling, going out, hanging out, doing things. And it is kind of surprising how quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, is it enough yet? We don't know because we'll, we'll like, know in a couple it, weeks. But um, it is, it is kind of, it is really eerie to see people staying at a distance, mm-hmm. everything closed down. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. I think it has the it has a different energy than I, I would have imagined. I would have like imagined that 
at least whenever I go out, I'm smiling <laughs> and giggling from a distance to people because I, I, mm-hmm. everybody looks super scared. And I'm like, don't be scared. Like, yeah. we're doing Do this part. to protect each other. We're doing this to protect Do the health we're doing our part. We're being good citizens, you know. Um, and it doesn't mean that. I think I hope we that we we fall into like love and empathy, or some sense know, of understanding during a time like we'll this. See. Not fear. I think what we'll really be telling is the next couple of weeks to kind of see how when we start seeing any side effects of what we're doing, or depending on the scale of the escalation. <clears throat> like will we handle this with compassion or will things start yeah. to get a little uh a little mad max <laughs> I want to be the guitar I I don't even want to player though so that's my hope Dude I've been practicing guitar on Fender play like it's my fifth day straight I've done like 6 hours 7 So hours how is guitar going so far? for you? <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> Dude, just that's in everyone's the, <laughs> you the deep know. purple smoke Dude, on the water. A two number I, one. Can I be? <laughs> oh hell yeah, bro! You know, you know what? You know what bothers Dude. me about it the most is that I've spent, I've spent how many years now? Seventeen years of my life cultivating this idea. This fleeting idea of trying to be a musician, <laughs> uh, principally on the viola, and going back to uh, guitar and like having to be told what uh, mm-hmm. a beat is and why, what intervals are, and like rhythm. It's like it makes me realize that, like, oh man, actually, I'm a pretty good musician. Like, I understand all these things so deeply and so implicitly that I roll my eyes when people explain <laughs> them to me. So it's. <laughs> I'm thankful, but also the fact that I can't play in rhythm uh-huh. on the guitar, that I'm always hitting the wrong strings is frustrating Isn't it, though? so much. It's difficult. It's so frustrating. And so when people message me on Instagram and like, I can't play. Well, how do you not hit other strings when you play? I'm like, just don't <laughs> hit them. But, <laughs> but I'm so far removed from like, that learning the viola part that the things that are actually difficult, Mm -hmm. objectively, like objectively difficult are actually so simple to me that it's like breathing is making, it's making me help. It is eye opening teaching students who aren't Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. either they're at the beginning of their stages in the music career and field or they're hobbyist. And I always love working with these particular students, particularly older professionals who, mm-hmm. you know, they're yep. they're aiming for the amateur. They're not trying to make money out there. They are trying to live that kind of amateur lifestyle where they get to play on the weekends. Their friends study. Their friends play piano. They're interested in theory, and it's it's one of mm-hmm. my favorite groups of people to teach because of how eye opening it is uh, to me to to see kind of the things that they can intuitively understand but also some a lot of the things we take for granted because we've just been doing it our whole life and it reminds me of a time with my pursuit professor uh talking about teaching moments for him and then moments working with me and when something comes easy to you it it can be harder to teach because you yourself haven't had to overcome Mm -hmm. it 
or harder to explain. For instance, uh, mm-hmm. one of my faults with bassoon was tonguing, was being able to accurately, rapidly tongue. It caused me a lot of problems as opposed to being able to, mm-hmm. you know, finger quickly play all over different ranges of the instruments without any issues. Tonguing was a weakness, being able to play really fast, your marriage figaros, all that. It was sloppy. I was never good at it. And I had had bad habits from previous mm-hmm. instruments. But for him, it was really hard. He always openly confessed how hard it was for him to teach it because it came really naturally mm-hmm. to him. And yeah, without, without I mean, out. we were sitting there, mm, 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 little kissing. <laughs> So, see, Trevor, you're supposed to but, use your tongue uh, like this. Uh, <laughs> well, I told you, I was really good at fingering. So, like, it's, it's fingering all those notes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, like, bro, dude, you should probably just plastic. practice on pra- practice yeah. on, on your lady. <laughs> She'll be very happy. <laughs> just like, no, 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 Trevor, stop practicing anyway. your breath support. Practice other things. Trevor, stop, your stop practicing. Fine. Practice other things. <laughs> practice but, your tongue. You're good at fingering and breath. This support. is what isolation has Your done. Your tonguing seen other humans, but it's it's true though. Like having teachers, know, it is really hard to explain things that we ourselves either have so far removed from having to understand it, or never had to put in the time. Mm-hmm. Because think about, and all of our listeners do the same. Think about the stuff you actually remember from school, from classes, from teachers, from life. It was. It was the harder class. It was the the tougher teacher. Mm-hmm. Or it was simply the things that you were interested in because both of those lead to what? An investment of time. Like Drew, you could probably find your law because mm-hmm. you were forced into all of this. Law. Yeah, we're right there. And yeah. all of these things because we had to invest mm-hmm. so much time. But think of that history class where, you know, you mm-hmm. kind of wrote a paper at the end. I don't remember any of that. I remember my counterpoint yeah. class. I was I, I was asleep. Tons of effort into it. I remember the ear training because I put in tons of mm-hmm. effort. Each the nuance of each little exercise. No, mm-hmm. I remember specifically with music theory, um, how I could go through it and did fine in undergrad, but I didn't invest actual mental work and effort into it and only until grad school and then teaching Mm -hmm. did I actually put in these things and it was a lot of aha moments but that goes throughout anything in your Mm -hmm. life like putting in the time one thing I've we've talked about that we'll certainly bump into now and that I'm finally executing on is I've always watched videos of people explaining things but then unless I actually do the thing I don't get it because yeah, you're not it's gonna. Just, I'm, exactly, it's, it's from the hobbyist stage or even a lesser stage. It kind of, I go it in, I I take it in, I'm enjoying it, but I don't internalize it because I have to put in work, and that's the value of practice. That's what we get from music. Um, but it is the tricky part too, though, and I'm sure you're bumping into this is when you get good what's at the tr- what's the tricky good part? at mu- the tricky part? like one instrument, it is easier because you don't have to learn the foundations yeah. of music you're just learning the technique of a new instrument so mm-hmm. it's easier to do but it's mm-hmm. also harder and mm-hmm. that you hate sounding mm-hmm. bad on something new so that's why it's been so hard for me to get a piano because i know on guitar and bassoon i had reached a certain degree of skill and so it hurts me to sound mm-hmm. like a, a five-year-old <laughs> even though i know i need to bro five-year-olds Man, they play destroy me. i've seen the videos I've seen the videos. They got their stuffed animals on the piano and they're just shredding Bach. And I'm sitting there. Well, Tim Veer, book one, prelude one, missing notes. 
I sent you that. Vi- did I send you that video of that uh, Japanese dude playing electric yeah, guitar? I ten levels of like, bro. It's it's it's. Oh my god! I was like, I just want to <laughs> do that. <laughs> I just want to like. I want to do tabbing. Is that what it's called? Where you like an electric guitar uh, when you uh, like pluck the string yeah, and then tapping, you like touch tapping. the. So so the good thing about tapping is it's it's like the first cool thing everyone learns after a couple months because it's actually surprisingly very easy, but it sounds dope. So everyone – my guitar story is I got – I was very in guitar. I probably was more into guitar than anything else. And it was middle school and I was a little nerd and I was super into rock music. And so I played guitar all throughout high school and achieved technical virtuosity and very low musicality. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is a good, which is a uniquely guitar <laughs> problem, or maybe a saxophone problem too. But no, it's, it's a, a saxophone it's a and some too, piano yeah, sure. problems too. To where for guitarists, <laughs> like all we do is there's a certain breed of you. Like some learn it to be cool and learn it to play the songs they hear, mm-hmm. and then there's guitarist guitarists mm-hmm. to where they only try to learn the hardest, most impressive things, and that's how you get all these prog rock <laughs> and shred shred metal where it's just guitar solos for days yeah. so my problem was mm-hmm. everyone would be like oh so cool he plays guitar he's really good <laughs> like people in high school knew i was a good guitarist but the problem was i never knew any songs people actually like to listen to they'd be like do you know yellow card i'll be like oh. i know every metallica solo but not the rest of the song <laughs> only the solos it's a true story and i practice those so much i can still play a lot of metallica solos having not touched the guitar in years really? because of that effort I put in. But the problem is it's never the part anyone wants to hear. They're like, play Inner Sandman. I'm like, I know the solo. Like, <laughs> That's about five minutes in and only guitarists care. So I got really into all these virtuosic guitars, which was cool, but only for guitarists, mm-hmm. which, you know, no one wants, wants mm-hmm. to listen to that. Uh, <laughs> but one of the first... Yeah, it's, just, it's like violence. Yeah, they're There's going so in there and they're shredding, like... but instead of being musical or like learning fun stuff, they're like Paganini, 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 and then Tchaikovsky, Tchaikovsky. <laughs> and so Brahms, what I Brahms. did was Sibelius, I kind of Sibelius. started with that goal. I I didn't even ease into that. I was super into guitar. I loved mm-hmm. the virtuosity of it, the so soloistic nature. So the first thing I tried to learn, and I set a goal. I was like, one year in, I have to be able to play. Eddie Van Halen's Eruption, which is the most stereotypical guitar solo thing. And it features tapping. It has a huge tapping segment. I'll send okay. it to you. It's the classic. It was one of the first rock songs Please I do. ever heard. Send it to me. My my cool aunts, my super, super badass aunts on my dad's side, Aunt B uh-huh. and Aunt Worm, when I first got that CD player, this is dating it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Aunt Worm. For a different day. But... Um, she's so cool. She's cool. That's what everyone calls That's it. That's dope. Everyone knows her as Worm. She's she, she's way. Oh, of course you learn Metallica yeah, from so, Ant Worm. Yeah, you dude, can't write this like... stuff, folks. But Ant B and Ant Worm. And so you get that. Remember those the CD players? For a younger audience, a CD holds sound. Uh huh. It's like an uh-huh. iPod, except it only holds like thirteen things. Oh, wait, what for real? Wait, so is you you would carry around Remember these those big por- ass like you shiny seeds, like a port a Pokemon, Pokédex card thing, and you flip through it and four hundred CDs, yeah. mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and you had Walkman, <laughs> and if you shook it too hard, the CD these CDs. I remember <laughs> I didn't have yeah. my parents weren't musical people. We didn't listen to music all on the house. Like my mom had played 
violin in high school, but the, the you know years and years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's we were in a very musical family, and I'll just never forget the moment, kind of those life changing moments where I realized, oh, I really like music. Was getting that CD player for a birthday or a Christmas, and then I didn't have any CDs. We didn't really have mm-hmm. CDs. Uh, and I didn't have any particular taste in music. I didn't grow up listening to anything specific. Uh, and then mm-hmm. my my the cool ants burn a bunch of CDs for me. And the first one I listened to was Best of Volume Two, Eddie Van. <laughs> and and that first wow. track was Eruption, and and I was like, I'm going to play guitar. That was it. So that's like you can I'm actually going to point play guitar. How how old were you at this point? I think I got it. Seventh grade, middle school. Yeah, like what is 12? what is middle school? All of our middle 13? school listeners, uh, write in, 13? write in, and let us know how old you are. <laughs> and then put in the disclaimer that uh, I was like, put in the disclaimer for for legal legal things that we, all of our middle school subscribers, we are um, we're do- They're doing it illegally because this, this is a this is mature an podcast. Every podcast. episode, Marty from Spot. I think we have one non-explicit episode. There's a, there's a it's Matt Bell's. Really? It was the only one where we were decent. It was because of course, before we decided to course. be uncut, unleashed, uncut, uncircumcised, yeah, uncircumcised. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we both went there, and the, the delay. I'm sure the delay. We both thought it at the same time and said it at the same time, but it was we're, delayed. Dude, this is how you know we're like be- we're, become, we're becoming we're, best we're, friends, we're become, bro. We're, we're, we're becoming next. best friends. We we are socially isolating together bro. over Skype, and we're Penises. finishing each other's. <laughs> <laughs> and then did did you see? Did you see Y'all me? Uh, see jump Y'all didn't see me. He's trying but to. But Trevor saw me. Like I I jumped back. I was like, "Hello." Oh my god! What? <laughs> so LA it's oh, so we got so out right bro. before because we got those messages that we were going to be quarantined up if anyone got in in our building and we're at least lucky enough we did the yeah the one, a one day 19 hour drive to Denver it's only about 15 to 16 hours of driving so we made it in about 19 yeah that's a that's yeah. a that's it a sucked because we we'd we all That's did, hall. We all did I stayed the, in Denver. The driver cross, but uh, yeah, yeah. I stopped in Denver. Did you go? Did you one day it from Denver, or you stop along the way? We did the same. No, I went to Vegas, which is still it was still was hefty. Like that was, That's still yeah, two thirds of the trip. That's still twelve That's, hours. Yeah, and then you Ugh. still have another and five then you hours sit in to LA drive traffic after Vegas because you're coming in. I remember that move. God, no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you've driven across the entire country, and that last leg is the most miserable LA morning traffic trying to get in to move. And you know, you're just gonna unpack, so you hate life. Oh, how many days did you do across? Oh my god, Mindy was home though. I did, well, yeah, you did it quicker. We we made a pseudo trip out of it. yeah, you so should, that would have been. But I was by I would, myself. Dude, no, no, I wouldn't have been. I, w- I wasn't about to make a trip out of it. If, and you had to be driving all of that yourself. That's even worse. So you had a double. Yeah, I drove the whole day. We could at least split it up between two. I can't imagine. I sit there and think about it. Well, I can't even imagine doing that myself. I listen to a lot of <laughs> Bill Burr. I listen to a lot of Meandies? Kyle. Oh. I listen Meandies. to. 
I started uh, re-listening oh, to Harry Potter because right. I stopped in Kansas City. Stayed with my stayed with a friend of mine. Her name is uh uh yeah. I don't I actually I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yeah. die. Anyway, I stayed with a, a lady friend and she like told me that I could listen to Harry Potter. This changes and so that was the halfway point. Kansas City was like the half and I was like, Oh wait, this shit's gonna be lit. I'm gonna have so much fun. And so it was a lot more fun driving out because I, I got to like I think it was on Goblet of Fire you, you got or a good Order of the Phoenix by the time I got I got a That's good chunk out audio of it, bro. Books. I felt we um because we we had kind of yeah. had a nice trip yeah. out of it. Uh, it was still compressed, so you'd kind of either get the night in one city or the morning in another. Like kind of get in late, eat out somewhere, go to sleep, mm-hmm. wake up, do one activity, and then get on the road. So yeah, we got a good pass, but it's it is also mm-hmm. kind of funny. We took essentially the same route, which is not the quickest route. We both went. To Kansas City, mm-hmm. the quickest way is through Nebraska. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope, but um, nope. Who yeah, wants, who wants to who do that when you can also that? go through who nothing? Wants Kansas. To do I never realized. I'd been to Kansas City before, Bro. which is why I wanted to go back just to eat. We drove what? I drove an extra two hours of a oh, out of the so way good. onto this awful long trip in order to eat to and eat jazz, food. jazz yeah. in Kansas City, Bro. Oh, barbecue and It's jazz, like a perfect city. Bro? Let's yeah. go. Kansas City, though. Dude, isn't it on yep. the border of Missouri? Because I didn't realize I always knew it was on the border, but I mean, mentally, mm-hmm. I just didn't realize how long Kansas was after Kansas City. And that's what everyone talks about. Because, <laughs> I, yeah, I've been to Kansas City. I know it's on the border, unlike yeah, our president. Yeah. I know it's split between the two cities. I love the food. The problem was everyone failed to mention the, like, Eight hour, like the nine hours of nothing between Kansas City and Denver. Jesus, my fa- I'll never forget the the sign, one of my favorite road signs, and just mental responses because you're driving, you're reading all this stuff, and it's always telling you, you know, hospital, mm-hmm. not around for the next 126 miles and things like that. <laughs> but you see all these religious signs, and I remember driving past what in that nowhere, Kansas. Yep. They're like, "Where will you be when you die?" But the first thing that popped in my head was like, I mean, not fucking Kansas. Not like, Kansas. I was, like, I was like, hopefully not Kansas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I ain't trying to be in Kansas. One that. thing we did was spontaneous <clears throat> stops. I liked doing that. Did you? Did you do any, or you were just trying to get out? I was trying to get. I was trying to get out, man. What, what I will say is, like, honestly, the one thing that I could uh, maybe have solace in and maybe dying in Kansas when I'm older and then just like dying out in the field and like nobody finds me. You know Sol- what I'm You finally like, get solace. Nobody finds me. I decompose. My atoms get eaten <laughs> up and recycled and I become part of a tree. You know what I'm saying? Return like I would, Dude, that'd be super dope until somebody cuts down the tree to make toilet paper. And then I'm being used to wipe. Speaking of that, yeah, if you died in decomposed, maybe we can get you some bamboo so you can at least be a trendy ass wiper. Bro, dude, I honestly, that is such a brilliant thing. I just no, can't no, right now, it. right now, I'm going through account setup. I'm like, well, I'm thirty like, what's bucks gotta go because I don't know. At least I'm fortunate that the company I work for is online, so we're fine. But <sighs> still, you don't know. I just got a message. 
I just got a message from a friend of mine saying that that, uh, 30% of the company was laid off. 30% is a tech company. So it's like, bro, it's it's not even just... Oh, yeah, everyone. It's not even just like restaurants. Once the economy... When it tanks, it affects everyone and everyone's trying to be resourceful. And that brings us up directly to the music question and music issue at hand. The big announcement, mm-hmm. the Met. Yikes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, if you don't know, like if you didn't see it, uh, the Met had laid off all of its uh, employees, yeah, the chorus, like musicians, the, solos. the, the, the work. I guess does yeah. that mean the orchestra? I yeah. Presume? Yeah, I would assume even oh, yeah. the ushers be... and like and pretty much the Met. It yeah, doesn't have anybody probably working admin. for them for right now. But I think what I've heard though is they did that so that they could get unemployment benefits. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, because I don't want to sit around and complain I, about it. It's just it's one of those <clears throat> because. Yeah, or not even complain. It's not a complaint. To yeah. Sit around and go after the Met because any any arts institution is operating on on a very set tight budget, and they generate the money from mm-hmm. these performances. And if there's no performances, mm-hmm. the only logical thing mm-hmm. that's gonna happen is the mass layoff because it's it's mm-hmm. these things are tough situations for everyone because while we need this money to survive. Also, if that institution fully goes under, then they will. Then when this is over, you won't have anywhere to go back to. So you'll also just be unemployed then. So do you take the hit now when mm-hmm. it's scary to keep the institution alive? Or if because of the Met, their budget is so huge, they also have huge endowments. Who knows if it could drain into that? How this works? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. We also have to think about like the, why are you draining money into something that mm-hmm. people can't even consume anyway? Like this this virus, yeah. you can't go Do out in public. Out. You're not supposed to congregate. So it it's also disincentivizes their whole business operation. On top of that, if you look at mm-hmm. the donors, like they just lost a shit ton of money in the stock market. Oh, I yeah. imagine. You know, so I think that so it's not even just that it's like these donors are also they probably can't donate anything because they don't have they've lost and these quite a bit of their wealth in this. If, if there's endowments, it'll come back if it's in stock. Like, I don't know. Exa- I don't know the intricacies yeah. of endowments, but a lot of these things are funded and supported by Me these. Either. A lot of those are similar to bank accounts to where they're they're generating money. The endowment just for the younger listeners, it's just scraping off the top. You have a huge lump sum of money. So when people complain about, oh, Harvard's sitting on $60 billion, and so what they do is or any, almost any college has an endowment of sorts, and what they're mm-hmm. doing is it's mm-hmm. just a huge amount of money, and they're pulling off expenses, scholarships, operational budgets off the top of that. So you keep that large slum, you keep the, the interest. interest, and that's how you operate. So if you dip into the endowment, you are hurting your future prospect because that is money that generates overall. Money. Yeah. Um, so let's give them some numbers. So let's just say for the sake of conversation, you have an endowment of what? Mm-hmm. Let's do 50 billion, right? And let's say you do, Hit me up on let's just say it's like your interest is like, what I know, right? What's 1% oh, of obviously, 50 billion? Uh, let's just say- Cut out 45 seconds to do math. Yeah, I'm going to do the calculation. 
fifty. Can yeah, I, I put billion on here? No, it's just five. Yeah, Let's do five hundred million. Let's do five hundred million. What's one percent? What's one percent of five hundred million? Uh, that is fifty so million then dollars. Fifty million bro. approximately every year. And what what they <laughs> at its lowest? You. That that's you isn't that cra- that's one percent, bro. One hundred fifty million dollars. That's like the low end, apparently, on endowments. And if you're at one of these higher institutions, also you're paying someone a lot of money. Sorry, I did. Oh. I did ten percent. Mm. Sorry. Oh yeah. Oops. Oops. We're gonna million. get hated. It's. I'm not cutting this. So they'll. Yeah, they'll be. Sorry. Like, uh, We're gonna do it one more angry, time. Cause they point one, but it's angry actually point zero one. Yeah. No, it's five million still. So if you have a five hundred million dollar endowment, so you get Julia five is a billion. million dollars at one percent. Julia has the highest endowment per student, and that's what we have. So it's a billion dollars, <sighs> but with only ten- you know nine hundred a thousand students, it, it goes a long way. But even if you think about it, the operation cost of all these things—that's—it's mm-hmm. not like the endowment is the only mm-hmm. thing supporting these institutions. You still need new donations. You still need people to add to that endowment. For future donations to cover current costs, mm-hmm. uh, even the mm-hmm. best schools, mm-hmm. like on a great year, because you have an en- people who manage the endowment, basically like your, I guess uh, like a stockbroker equivalent with your endowment. They're moving the endowment around, investing in things, hopefully divesting from some things. Mm-hmm. You might get. Well, I mean, they're years, investing, they're divesting. What is that? So they can yeah, grow like, the principal. You, even if you get fifteen to seventy percent, yeah. that's a lot of money. But it's still mm-hmm. not quite enough. And mm-hmm. so if you dip into your endowment, you remove mm-hmm. your future future money prospects. I don't know. There's this whole weird mm-hmm. – everyone go check out. There's a Malcolm Gladwell thing talking about the ethics of just some institutions sitting on multi-billion dollar endowments. Like Harvard has the most by far. I think – And charging yeah. so much money mm-hmm. for us mm-hmm. to go. What? Wait. What? Huh? I, it's been so long, what? but it's a well-known Malcolm Gladwell episode where he just talks about the ethics of the actual value of donations towards these the Ivy Leagues with massive endowments versus if that money's given to more local schools. And it is an interesting debate. Like when a Stanford creates a program that only invites 100 and it's like a leadership thing and it's trying to generate great leaders and it's free for all of them, is that better than – reducing tuition for everyone else or giving it to a school outside of Philly and teaching them to be engineers and whatnot, like other, other places that if you just gave $2 million to a a smaller school that doesn't have it, how much more does that get you than giving another hundred million to Harvard or Yale or even Juilliard for that matter? We don't know, but uh, that's for people who have producers and writers and Malcolm Gladwell. So go check that out. And uh, we're going to keep talking about uh, being locked away. (laughs) No, it's just, no. Well, I think it's, I think it's just like a, I think what it really teaches us is that when you rely on other people for Mm -hmm. your paycheck, you are forever under the influence of things outside of your power. And so, that's the thing is like if you have your own online business right now, the only reason your business is hurting lost is probably money, because people yeah. have less income. They've lost income to like 
purchase your product. But if they see the value in your product, they will still they will especially invest now because think about it. I think all like Winston and I have been talking about mm-hmm. this like all week. Think about what all these colleges going online is doing to brick and mortar institutions. We may be witnessing a turning point that will bring about the obsolescence of brick and mortar uh, collegiate activities where by and large, like maybe like they'll offer their services online. And so the college sizes will go down because like the value is going to be Mm -hmm. do the social thing. But if it's the education you want, if they are starting to offer it online, I think fewer people will actually go into college. That may be a they thing might also the just future. because the financial impact. Uh, we'll, we'll see because a lot of our colleagues are teachers and are teaching at the college level or at these institutions. Had I not moved out to LA, I'd be right. I there would love right to now. do that. And the the real Bro. the trickiest part, and as someone who currently works in online education and has worked for multiple. <laughs> online education institutions is to how to actually get across Mm -hmm. good education online. Uh, It's very hard to, to teach certain things over camera, even your teacher, but particularly to automate things to when there's not a teacher there. And we spent, Mm -hmm. when I worked with Mm -hmm. Juilliard Global Ventures, we spent over a year trying to figure out how to teach entry-level music theory for people without any, from basically from the ground up fundamentals of music theory and how to get that across without them having a teacher in the room. And it's very hard. Currently, the current position, getting experts to talk about these pieces, mm-hmm. what is effective? And it brings us back mm-hmm. to the beginning of this this topic of watching someone, having someone tell you do things doesn't always mean it's going to sink in. It's really always on you. Did you listen to, to the Freakonomics did you listen no, to the Freakonomics one? episode? Is this a new one? No, I haven't. The most recent really? one. It talks oh my about God. this. It talks every, about Every this. freaking time yeah. we have a conversation, yeah, dude, it's either me or Drew's like, wait, did you listen to it's the recent Joe Rogan? And then Drew's like, no. no. And he's like, oh, oh my God. It's someone already a heavily produced, highly informative podcast has already done what we're talking about. Well, so I guess, guys, me and you both will go listen to Freakonomics. <laughs> but it's for me, it's it's realizing it's that practice uh, it's time. The thing I hate doing um, applies mm-hmm. to everything. If you don't put – you yourself don't do mm-hmm. work and effort into it, it is just way less likely to stick. It's even the – I love reading things. Mm-hmm. I love reading articles. I love watching videos. People talk about stuff. But I realize I only retain a very small percentage of it. And that's actually mm-hmm. the value. People are encouraging yep. – like, don't just treat reading like a check another podcast. Don't just treat treat reading like a checklist of the greats. Like <laughs> reread things all the time. Like find stuff you like, follow your intuition. It is okay yeah. to reread. That's not mm-hmm. a waste of time because odds are you might have gained just a small, small percentage and actually retain that. Uh deeply read something, reread mm-hmm. it in order to get it in there. Or just take active notes. I saw a Drew reading book. He's got mm-hmm. their tabs, he's got the pen. Dude, he's, I, have he's annotation. I have annotations. Yeah, dude, super have... dope thing where we set close yeah. to celebrities and ate free food to be in the background. And that's all we'll say. I'll say less. Um, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and Drew shows up. So Drew shows up like looking fresh. And uh, and he's got this book with annotations. I'm like, but, Drew, yeah. I don't I don't bring enough weaponry to keep the ladies off you. 
Like he, he's styling hey, and he's Look. got an annotated book. Oh my god! Like it was, yeah, it was bro. like World War Z, except it was World War P. They were coming, bro. World War W. <laughs> Wait, what was that? Did that was were oh, ladies yeah, all yeah. about I mean, that? I could, did I Amy could, drop some? See, I I could tell from a distance. I'm like, oh man, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long day. Yeah. <laughs> Annotated books. It's gonna be a long day. Yeah, but that's man. how you do it. That's how you do it, and you'll get more out that's of it, do it man. in the long run. Uh, I've been trying to just be a, a more persistent note taker, and it certainly helped, particularly in the digital age where I can mm-hmm. I just dump it all on Evernote. And later on down the road, when I need mm-hmm. to recall that information, it's at least there. Have I always fully internalized it? Do I always check the notes? But it does help to have these types of things out there. So, th- again, the problem with online education is do people actually do that work? Or do they think, hey, I've consumed it. It's gone. One of the things I love about teaching that you can't really do online is the off script. I feel very comfortable off script. And that's why I think, I've just had some success in, in, in personal enjoyment teaching in a classroom setting, in a private mm-hmm. setting, mm-hmm. is fully yeah, going that's... off script. I'm going there with one thing. We're trying to get this across. They mm-hmm. ask a question. I follow them down their rabbit hole and kind of let them lead themselves or hold the mm-hmm. hand along the way. And we go through Wonderland. We just that's do how you some do shrooms, it. see mm-hmm. a talking caterpillar, and then mm-hmm. it's like, hey, there's two stupid people. Go, go to, to Joshua, Joshua Tree. Tree. You go all over this world, you know, do some Jabberwocky. Wait, I am the caterpillar, <laughs> and the caterpillar is me. We are each other. We are one. I love Wait, you, is that Johnny Depp? Oh, shit. I too. I too am. Wait, is that, is that, yeah, is that Johnny Depp? Depp? Oh God. Oh my God! Is he? Is he? Is he making? He's making a chrysalis <laughs> right now, bro. He's gonna be a beautiful butterfly one day. Fly, Fly away, Johnny, Johnny into Depp. The sun. No. <laughs> I love what you said. I love what you said about reading things again. And another way that I, I've discovered in my recent years of just reading more books mm-hmm. around the same topic is reading the same things that pe- different people saying the same things is so valuable because it it, it, it solidifies that. It's like getting another teacher saying the same thing. You're like, oh, my other teacher wasn't just bullshitting me. This mm-hmm. is really important because this person is also saying it. And they say it different, so it actually hits different in my brain. It hits it from a different angle. And I think that's what's so valuable about reading all of these different books is because there's a lot of them are saying the same things. For instance, I'm reading this jazz mm-hmm. book right now. And it's talking about like how to improvise. Like I'm trying to learn how to improvise. I'm really trying to, because it's it's a it's the deepest fear. And who knows, I could die. <laughs> so I want to do this before I die. I want to be able to uh, improvise before I die. And I was having a meeting, coffee meeting with uh, Scott, and I don't know how to say his last uh, name, but he's a he's a violinist, he's jazz violinist. He teaches at. Uh, I think it's oh UT wow Austin, so like an yeah but we were having coffee school yeah he's an adjunct mm-hmm. he's an adjunct pro, uh, professor you yeah, know he's dope he's a super he uh played on lion king oh winton um yeah no he's a he's a shooter anyway shout out scott anyway we were we were having coffee and he kind of broke it down to me and was talking about use guide tones to improvise kind of like landing points and he went through like 
Take the third. Yeah, take the three and the seven of the seventh chords because those are those really give the flavor of the chord, whether it's major, minor, um, or if it's uh, well, because those are the ones you know, that it, really provide the different, the different for our, our theory people. Those particular notes provide a lot more interesting information about the quality and the change. Like mm -hmm. the fifth is. In music theory land mm -hmm. is the least useful note you have because it 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 basically adds yep. the least. Mm -hmm. It just it kind of just weakly reinforces it's the, same the root thing of the chord. The and if you're the soloist, mm -hmm. you're playing above a bass line. Someone else is playing the root. You're not playing the, root. playing the root. Yes, exactly. And I didn't <laughs> know that, bro. I was like, why does my stuff Dude, sound I can't, like sugar? I can't improvise. And that's why because I'm not playing the interesting improvise. notes. You will. We will get there. It's, it's, it's an eventuality of our musical progression. I, I do not subscribe to this idea mm -hmm. that the apex of being a musician is playing in an orchestra. Like, I think the apex of being a musician is playing music, right? Isn't that the thing? Like, if, bro, if you're in Armenia on the street and you're carrying your viola and there's some musicians on the side of the road Busted jamming. Out. And if you can't walk up and pl pull your instrument out and contribute to that musical conversation, are you a musician? If you go to a jazz club and everybody's jumping up, uh, they're playing all the jazz standards, somebody points to you, oh, he has an instrument, come on up and play with us. Would you be able to do it's it? like, no. If the answer is no, it is are a, you it a It is musician? a good point. I mean, it's hard to, well, we can't be the best at everything, but when I think of these great musicians... No. So many come to mind, they might not be Musicians. the most well-known or going into all these things, but they can walk into any situation. And some of them are just incredible. One comes to mind, I, I went to this summer music festival uh, for new music composers. So there was kind of half musicians there who mm -hmm. are all interested in new music and half uh, composers. Was this the one with Megan? No, Carnes? no, this was the summer after. So the first one was the High School one. Music Festival. The second one was okay. New Music at the Point, where I met Nathan Prilliman before me and him started our our meme venture oh, over that, the past. Is that couple when you years. met? We met the summer right before we started, so we bonded. And but this place was it was nice. It was magical. Oh, uh, the Ice International Contemporary Ensemble was the resonant group, and they're like one of the groups in new music because these are beastly performers. They play the weirdest, most out there stuff, and they're all ridiculous musicians. And what was cool mm -hmm. hanging out with them was because they're actually people you'd want to hang out with. And almost all of them, while being both new music <laughs> specialists, were also interesting people, a bunch of Brooklynites, uh, but who performed all sorts of other yeah. music. Half of them were early music specialist mm -hmm. as well. Incredible. Uh, Eric Lamb, he's mm -hmm. now in Germany. Mm -hmm. He was a great flute player. He always played behind Claire Chase, the leader of the group, or was the other uh, flautist in the in the ensemble and also did, you know, releases albums of Mozart, so on historical period instruments. So not only is he doing insanely weird tuplets within tuplets within tuplets hanging upside down, uh, he's also playing Giswaldo. And outside of the classical spectrum, a lot of these people also lived. And the one that pops into my mind as far as just a great musician, her name was Jennifer Curtis. And she's a violinist. And very quiet, loves to live out in nature, just in incredibly smart. And she 
she's played as concert masters of orchestra. She played in this contemporary, international contemporary ensemble. She's done early music, but she can also improvise like a beat. So she could do folk music and then do literally anything. So she played out, she improvised in front of everyone, all these this group full of composers at all the top institutions and some of the, the new all-stars of today. And she goes up and improvises a piece and it was better than anything anything anyone else had done at this entire festival. And she just did it right there in front of us and just like wrote and crafted a piece right there. And I'm like, this lady's a beast. And then, so we hang out later and she's, she knows all the fiddle tunes. She's playing folk music right there. So it was, it was incredible seeing someone like this go through. So I want to be just like <laughs> your friend. Just play like, Anything. I want to be the type of dude to like play guitar and, and like rap. To be put in like, any situation. I want to. I want to throw play down because I'm always so self conscious because situation. I can't. I haven't put in the time to do all these other things. Hmm. So you're at this party, like, hey, like pull up the guitar and just play the you know play all these songs. I'm like, I don't know the song. I play guitar in a while. Or saying there's a piano sitting yeah. there, and it's like I'm not really a pianist. Like I could sit down. I can kind of work at it, but to just sit down and rock it out, that's not me yet even though I'd like to be like that. It's going to just take, it's going to take work and probably years of failing too, well, of going in and bombing. Well, you won't fail. You, you'll always <laughs> fail, dude. And like, that's the thing. If, if you understand the changes, if you just understand the chords and you can play all the chords, through, then the one thing that has helped all you need. we both put in the time is that your training. I can't imagine if I hadn't put in time into that yet. Yeah. And then that in theory to just kind of, jump in. That's why I encourage everyone to invest time into the annoying <sighs> fundamentals of theory and ear training and that it saves you time down the road. You'll just learn things much quicker than even mm -hmm. if you tried to just do it purely on an instrument and intuit it at all. No. If you put in some time into your theories and your ear trainings, things you start, you're able to make connections quicker and you can jump to conclusions. Mm -hmm. So if you can tell if you can figure out one chord, mm, musical choices. Odds are, if you if you know some theory mm. and some ear training, you're gonna figure out the rest very quickly. Uh, you hear if it's major, it's like okay, then that's it's gonna be one, four, or five in this key. If it's minor, it's gonna be two, three, six, and and so on and so forth. You can kind of intuit things down the road to where you can kind of guess what's coming next without even ever have heard, having heard the piece. You know, it's 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 also make, gonna make you a better player, understanding theory mm -hmm. uh, and applying it. I've I was I've been messing around with waltz and viola concerto and uh, Schubert arpeggione. Like I I I don't have a reason to practice these things, but I, I want to play viola and I want to play some of the best. I want to go back. I'm going back through a lot of the mm -hmm. pieces that I used to play and seeing if I can play them much. That is better really now. fun to do. <laughs> Answer is yes. It's fun to do, man. So I'm I'm doing that right now. But now that I've been studying jazz and I've been trying to study music theory a little bit more seriously, I'm now playing and I'm starting to in my head be like, oh, this is B diminished. This is a B fully diminished seven chord. And so now that I'm thinking about that, I'm playing yeah, more in tune you know because I members, now yeah. am hearing minor third, minor third, minor third, minor third. And so I'm really formed because I know the structure. I'm now anticipating the sound and anticipating the intervals and it's making my decisions in my hand frames way more sound 
I never thought I'd get to this point, but I'm like, oh, he's an A minor. Oh, now he's an it's A huge. major. Oh, I now it's an A7. Put in time. It's neat because oh, I have two shit. different degrees of this in yeah. that returning to bassoon, that is a post, that is a pre, that was my pre-Juilliard instrument, got a degree in bassoon. And so I got to see what it's like returning to that instrument and, and thinking about these things with ear training, counterpoint, more compositionally coming back to it. And what's even more eye-opening eye is guitar, returning to electric guitar in that I hadn't, I hadn't done that. I, I basically got good at it and stopped playing immediately, go through undergrad and grad and a few years out of sight of school before I returned to it. And that is really eye-opening to return to the things I played but to have actual a better understanding of music across all these different history theories, ear trainings, you name it. So that's really eye-opening to return to that and see, uh, oh my God, like I know so much more now. And what was I, how did I even learn this stuff at the beginning? You learn things way faster. Bro, you gave me yeah. such an idea. This conversation gave me such an idea. You know how there are all these yeah, yeah, <laughs> like the one you said, like yeah, five levels. Adam Neely I levels of jazz. I should make a, a I should do a levels there of you viola. Go. You should do. I mean, you're the you're the uh, authoritative so source cool. on on level viola edge. <laughs> I, I but. But see, that's scary because I don't want to get comments like, that's not true. <laughs> there are other levels, too. Just, oh, you should then so do annoying. the levels of um, internet comments. <laughs> of mu music internet yeah. comments. I'm surprised. Well, the king is internet oh, yeah, comment so etiquette. Funny. Eric, I love, I so love his channel, dude. I love him. I just want to make. I'm so inspired by creators, and I just want to get back Even to being. Even the quality. Like, I mean, I'm finally. We've talked know. about this, uh, and I finally have been sending. Yeah. I've been learning these new programs. Uh, Amy's brother's here. He's going to show me more Premiere. Amy was showing me some of the Photoshop things, and I made sure to just oh, do it okay. instead of watching videos. Like it was uh, Amy's father's birthday, so yeah, that's we part made of him it. his photo and. Yeah, and it, and but it showed took me that. a couple hours to do this simple thing, but it, it felt good yeah. to have done it. And plus, it was the first time. I I downloaded yeah. it that morning. We figured it out and went through all the steps uh -huh. and the Googlings, uh -huh. and then she showed me some things. Yeah, it and it's time. tedious and annoying, but mm -hmm. uh, it's like just that couple of hours. But then you start and yeah. taking pics, dude. Take pics, and you yeah, edit them, and they look like, fire. Dude, it's inspired like, me with all this filter talk. Filter talk last episode. Oh dude, yeah, fresh, dude, I told you. Warm and yeah, cool man. at the same time. The templates. Just like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. It's storytelling. It's it's visual I storytelling. It, but it, it's good to at you least know? we're we're taking thank you. We are taking steps trying to make the most of this. Of course, everyone, as you know, you don't have to be productive during this time. Everyone's gonna be exhausted, no. we're tired, you 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 know, sleep. Watch stuff. We're worried. We're anxious. Is, you know, this isn't big old capitalism. Like you gotta hustle, hustle, hustle through this. Some of us are gonna have to just because of money. Uh, yeah. Or what else we're gonna do? We're gonna cr cr go crazy. But but if you but if you lost your job or if you've been downsized or you, it's not your fault, and it's not incumbent upon you 
to like it, it's not your fault and, and the fact that you're struggling or if anybody's struggling right now it's not your fault and so you should not take on any blame or guilt if you happen to have that guilt or feel that the, anxiety the benefit of this is you it, know you're not alone you should so yeah you are actually you know you're more not alone. the norm now uh as it as it as it slowly becomes more normal for for these types of things to be happening yes can i tell can I tell you my my anxiety? Uh, this conversation has made me feel a lot better uh, because uh, a lot of times I just feel whenever I'm out and about, I feel functionally useless to people. You know, the fact that I can tell the difference between an A7 and an A major 7 and an A half diminished 7 chord, like, I don't see that helping anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it feels like a lot of my knowledge and a lot of this stuff that I've cultivated mm-hmm. over the years feels useless. But, and it feels like I don't really know anything because when it comes to going out into real life, you just understand mm-hmm. the hidey hole of your yeah. major in college is functionally niche. <laughs> uh, it yes. makes you unique, but so there's so much left to learn. But I'm finding that going into guitar and and channeling my anxiety into learning something new, it actually teaches me that I actually already know a lot. I already know a lot of things. We're going to be be okay. okay. And you're going to be okay too. Yeah, as long as you wash your hands. You're going to be okay. Just wash your hands. We're going to be okay. I I did like – and something about this that's kind of comforting, (laughs) at least for us, we're fortunate to be in homes with other people so we don't go totally crazy. But I've seen people – messaging about this so instead of it being social isolation it's like what we need is social togetherness and physical isolation so do what you mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. i think to make it through this time to you know connect with people maybe you haven't thought about connecting with call mm-hmm. your family call your friends uh, don't do don't not, call your ex-girlfriends do though do that. i don't do I that i learned not um, to do that i learned not to ex- isolate. don't do that uh, but do yeah. do whatever it takes to <laughs> stay connected because you know we're social creatures. This is going to be tough. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to be angry. At we're only uh, two weeks, two, a week or two in, so this is going to be a bumpy road. Uh, eat your oranges. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like hanging out with oh, you yeah. and Jeremy. He told me, yeah, no, and y'all he, teaching me how no, to. Like, no, that was Jeremy teaching these, us to be yeah. uh, experts at opening nectarines. We've evolved past four-year-olds, so now I, I anytime I see a nectarine, yeah, I'm, we're I'm now with knowledge. I'm gonna bust it open for a real one. You know what I mean? I'm gonna bust it open. This is actually a man. Yeah, I've been getting all the, the navels. Oh, uh, those cuties. Yeah, boy, and they smell so, so good. Oh boy. So the the thing that I want to say is, everybody keeps saying, "Wash your hands." And the whole time I'm like, shake, I'm scratching my head. I'm like, y'all don't wash. Now I wash it after everything, man. Like, you have to remind each other to wash your hands. What the fuck is wrong with you? You dirty, you dirty ass. No, um, yeah. Where's the toilet paper? I still there's like no milk, no bread, no eggs, and in the uh, the food for less, it said limit one. Really. Carton of eggs. I'm like, who is buying what more than one doing? carton of eggs? How many people, like people are you cooking that, eggs they've for? They've got that new word training, <laughs> covidiot, for people who 
an asshole who stockpiles yeah. things or goes outside. Uh, I know. I know. Well, well I mean, you have to. I go that's, outside on that's runs. That's a good thing. But... Like you're gonna be, because you need to when it when it when it inevitably hits us. You gotta be in as good shape as you can. I want to be in shape to kind of resist this thing. But yeah, so we. Yeah, we'll figure out a solution. I'll test out and see what we can do about this audio. But one thing we're going to want everyone to do is we're going to keep dropping these episodes live from isolation. Uh, we are mm-hmm. faking social isolation, mm-hmm. and we're going to keep this together. And we actually would like to hear from you because now that you're trapped at home, you do probably have time to you know, take a little voice memo and just send it to send it straight to us. You can send it to our Instagram, Faking, faking Notes, Notes Podcast. You can also just send it to us, Gmail, fakingnotespodcast at gmail.com. But feel free, you know, reach out to us. Hell you, yeah. You, you can find us. You're smart. Um, send us questions. If you want to be here at all, if you want to be Send us some of your this, stories. You know, record yourself. You know, type us up questions. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, we're, we'll do. Yeah, yeah you, Wanda. You're, you're, we know you're here in Boutique Paul and Wanda. Boutique, boutique Paul and Wanda, y'all some, need to drop us, drop us some voice in us the audio, baby. And, and we'll we'll feature. Hopefully, we'll be able to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do. We should do another. Uh, what do we call it? Real mail session. Shout outs to one of our other listeners, Drone. Uh-huh. You know who you are. Uh-huh. For, mm-hmm. <laughs> for real oh, mail. Yeah. I like. Yeah. I like real mail. Yeah. I don't like fake notes. Mail. Real mail. Sauce for the birds. Read by two real mail. <laughs> Yeah, send it. Put go. that in the subject. And everyone else, stay safe. Wash mm-hmm. your hands. To talk to friends. Stop eating. Stop. Butt. stop yeah. Just stop. It can eating be transferred fecally. Just for a little while. It's true. Yeah. Um, don't eat. Work yeah. on your tongue Practice game. Fingering. Practice. Learn a new skill or don't. You can. But just whatever you mm-hmm. do. And look forward to the do. quarantine boom. Yeah. <laughs> Reproduce. <laughs> The baby boom from anything, the quarantine. Listeners. Make sure to Re- yeah, repopulate yeah. the earth. We need you out there, folks. All right, man. Dude, it's been yeah, great. Need, yeah. It's been great. <laughs> I think that's enough PSAs for today. But we'll be in your feeds uh, yes. very soon. Send us, send us that audio. Five stars. All Love right. you all. Peace. Peace.